Hey everyone, I'm Mitchell Ray, and you're listening to a new episode of the Real Music Nashville podcast. It's a new year, and you may have noticed that I did not release a new episode over the holidays. Um, someone got in my ear and uh, told me that basically no one listens to podcasts over the year uh, over the holidays. I think the uh, listenership drops like 30% or something. I really didn't want to waste an episode because I care about each and every one of these artists. Um, I didn't. I was afraid people wouldn't listen, so I just didn't release anything, and <clears throat> turns out a lot has happened since then. I don't know if you heard that dry cough, but I got COVID. Isn't that excellent? I got COVID about a week ago, and it's been terrible, but I'm getting better and getting over it and got those beautiful antibodies. The most unfortunate part about getting COVID is um, it messed up our little mini-series we're doing called Deconstructed out at the Whiskey Bent Saloon right off of Broadway. Um, the Wilson brothers, who... Uh, they're who I'm interviewing for this episode. It just so happens. But um, yeah, the Wilson brothers put together a show out there um, every other Monday, and we've been doing the live stream for that. So um, I provided a backup rig, and it sort of failed. But I mean, the video is still online. It just didn't really turn out the way I wanted. And so for this next one on January 18th at the Whiskey Bent Saloon on Broadway at 8 p.m. to 11 p.m., um, we should have our live stream set up, dialed in. Hopefully, have multiple camera angles and sound right off the board, so it'll be like you're it'll be like you're there, and um, that'll be free to anyone that wants to listen on our Facebook page, Real Music Nashville, Nashville Facebook page, and our YouTube channel. And um, yeah, I just I really hope you guys enjoy that, and that's something we're going to be doing every other Monday up until March, I think. So once again, that's January 18th at the Whiskey Bent Saloon on Broad. 8 p.m. to 11, and um, I'll put the links for the Facebook page and YouTube channel in the show notes. Before we get going with this episode with the Wilson Brothers, um, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to a local rock band called Year of October. Um, they've been on the show, I just haven't put their episode out yet, but they have a album that just came out called Wastelands, and um, it's really great, so just check out Year of October. Um, you can find them on pretty much any of the social medias. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all that good stuff, and check out Wastelands. Um, if you have an album that's coming out and you'd like it to be featured on an intro for one of these podcasts, just contact me at realmusicnashville at gmail.com, and we'll make that happen. All right, enough with the updates. Let's get into the episode with the Wilson Brothers. Um, now, typically what I would do is just play a clip of one of their songs to intro the episode off of their CD or something. Um, but the Wilson brothers actually provided us with a really incredible opportunity. We got to go to Blackbird Studios with them and do some behind-the-scenes video and uh, audio recording for them. Now, they, uh, they recorded three new acoustic songs that I don't think anyone has heard, and they let us have one um, to put in the podcast here, and it's just really special because I don't think you can get it anywhere else. So this is Hail Mary by the Wilson brothers. And enjoy. Mary, if you only knew how you broke this man in two, I can tell if I'm alive. Everybody tells me that I'm gonna be fine, like a phoenix on the other side. I'm going through hell, Mary. Ever since you said goodbye, I need your sanctuary. Oh, I'm running out of time. So come on and help me, Mary. Cause I can't help myself. It's gonna take a hell, Mary. Oh, to get me out of hell. I feel my heart is gone astray. All the choices that I've made Mary, since you walked away Forgiveness is a waste of time When you make mistakes like mine I can almost feel the flame I'm going through hell, Mary Ever since you said goodbye I need your sanctuary Oh, I'm running out of time So come on and help me, Mary 
Cause I can't help myself It's gonna take a Hail Mary Oh, to keep me out of hell I know that I'm almost out of chances But I'm down on my knees I'm going through hell, Mary Ever since you said goodbye I need your sanctuary Somewhere I can sacrifice So come on and help me, Mary Cause I can't help myself It's gonna take a hell, Mary Oh, to get me out of hell here yeah that's you man nice boots dude thank you yours are all right too and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you my man real music nashville mitchell yeah mitchell ray that's me what a cool little room thanks man ignore my profuse sweating as just how i am as cold <laughs> as it is dude it, the struggle's real i do construction and it'll be freezing and i'll just i'll still be sweating working for no i don't know why you play all these instruments i do except for well the violin's not hanging up but it's somewhere over there i i tried to learn the violin and then it didn't work out too well i like that little area right there you can't go wrong with that yeah blues jr sounds great no matter what one volume all the way up that's right well yeah i guess we'll just go ahead and get started sure. i mean yeah y'all's uh Y'all sound is like really, really dialed in for country and everything. It, uh, I mean, I was listening to your last album all this week in preparation, and um, yeah, it's like almost every song's got a great hook, um, powerful vocals. It just sounds like it's ready for country radio, you know. Um, I mean, having two parents that grew up as a gospel duo probably had some sort of influence on your sound. Our grandparents. Uh, Go ahead and bring that mic up to you. It's just an SM58, so you got to get up on it. I think our grandparents are more responsible for the actual sound than our parents because um, our grandparents were in a, a, a gospel quartet, and it was all harmony, you know, family-oriented uh, thing. Our dad and our mom, theirs wasn't so much a duo as our, our dad was a preacher, and you know, and he sang. Mm-hmm. Our mom played the same, but it wasn't so much them as a duo as, I mean, she played when he sang. Yeah. But it wasn't so much as them together, like harmony-wise. Right. Other than just his message, her singing, him singing some songs, that kind of thing. I think our grandparents are, are more solely to credit for the actual harmony, um, the the family sound. And what, uh, you said they had a quartet, your grandparents mm -hmm. did? Mm -hmm. And did they actually travel around and everything? At church revival, Saturday singings. My our granddad actually, uh, we had some land uh, back home, and he actually built a stage, uh, a little concession stand. Oh, what else was down there? Seating, seating, uh, bathroom, like little bird bass <laughs> kind of thing. All yeah. this stuff he, uh, to have singings down there, and it had like an old piano down there, and his old bass rig and stuff to do singings down there when they didn't have nowhere else to go, but. Um, coming up, he got more of it than I did. I was a little younger. Uh, by the time I come up into it, wasn't so much touring as it was just local singings, revivals, you know, those six and seven night revivals. Right. But um, it was more of that. But we give them uh, more of the credit for our actual sound. Right. And just sort of, I guess, performing, almost being like in your blood, you know, three generations deep. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, you guys had, um, what is the single that came out in 2017 that y'all have had so much success with? Well, the first song we released off our record was It All Looks Good From Here. But yeah. we only released it, we didn't go to country radio with it. No, we did go to CMT with it. And, of course, 
uh, a lot of few other things happened, but um, we, we we was working with some folks and CMT got it, and when they debuted it, it debuted number one on the twelve pack countdown, and that was like we had just done a tour of CMT or I think, and the guy giving us a tour, uh, Stacy, was had told us that. We're the first artist in so long. Over, over 10 years. Over 10 years to have a song debut number one like that. Wow. Uh, and, of course, we got on the New Boots playlist on Spotify and a few other good things. But we, we wasn't quite ready for radio yet. We waited to the next one before we went to radio. And what was that one that went to radio? Loving You, Loving On Me. So uh, explain to me the process of how you kind of get on CMT. Um, I mean, did your label pitch it? Pitch? you guys to cmt or did you uh did they reach out to you how does that work i don't it, it, man in this town I, I think it's all about relationships uh we didn't really know the back process of of how it actually happens it's more or less the people you hire their connections um the people they've worked with and built trust in and had working experiences over the years and when you hire these uh, pr companies these ar companies um, you're hiring them for not necessarily the work they do, it's the relationships they have. Does that make sense? Yeah, and do they reach out to you guys or do you reach out to them? Um, is it a flat rate? Do they just want to work with you? It. I don't think any deal is the same. I think it's different for every individual person. Uh, the, the people we met, we met through an old friend of his. Uh, she was the, uh, what, what was her name? She was vice president of Sony at one time. Sony or Curve, one of those. And uh, she had a working relationship with them through artists. And uh, when we got to the point we actually had the record and had some songs ready, you know, t to do something with, uh, we, we, we sought her advice and she put us in the right place with the, with these people. And you kind of, you're more or less paying for uh, who they know and how quick they can get it in and also their judgment. But they, they really like what we was doing. They liked our sound. They liked the way um, our record come out and they, it wasn't so much just about the money as in, you know, we want to help, but you also have to pay for people's services. You know, yeah. it's not, you don't just get a free ride, but uh, they, they jumped on board and, and they was willing to work with us and they had some avenues to go down. And, and that was the first one. They was like, well, you know, can't jump to radio yet. Uh, Cause you got to have a lot of backing. But what we can do is get exposure through different avenues, visual exposure. And, and what, kind have, of, what kind of backing did they want you to have before you jump to radio? Just, well, even at that, I think it's different for everybody. You know, it's just where you, um, where you sit. I think breaking a new artist these days on radio is almost impossible. Um, if you looking at the business plan of how some of these Georgia guys, that whole group did it, you know, some of them start out selling merch. Mm -hmm. and But while they're selling merch, they get to write with with the artist on the road to the point where they finally get a cut and then they don't then they go from selling merch hey, i gotta set up the merch stand but also gotta go to a 30 minute opening slot yeah as soon as i get on my slot i gotta run back to the merch booth yeah and then that goes from that to actually being a supporting act who do so, you know who do you know that's actually done that i've never heard of that coach Wendell, uh, jameson rogers uh, muscadine bloodline uh the list goes on and on yeah, yeah jamie davis that's, is the most recent one he, he just got a hit with a Luke Combs. Been, been knowing Jamie forever. We had uh, we used to write together a lot. He's got a, had a great band out of Mississippi called Soul Gravy, and he walked away from that to go on the road with Luke as Luke's tech. But you're right. on the road with him, Get to and know him. he got a cut. Yeah, yeah. sure did. And so it's gonna in two years from now you'll see Jamie coming out with a new record because it's it's funded. Like you know the struggle of this town is not so much. It's you have to work to to keep your bills and everything paid. And sometimes people get trapped in where I have to work more. Like, you know, this gig doesn't pay but 20 bucks or it doesn't pay at all, so I just seem to work. Right. That's the struggle. So when you start getting cuts, that's that's the whole goal is, like, you don't have to struggle. You got a number two, number three, number one song. Now you can focus really on your career now. And that's that whole Georgia Peach Pickers thing. That's, they they proved that one after another. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's yeah, like, you have to work for free for a long time before anything happens. But if like somebody offered us that, I mean, just it don't even have to be superstardom. But I mean, somebody uh, that's just up and doing it really good right now. If they said, "Hey, I'm gonna take y'all boys on the road with us," uh, but you know, uh, need y'all sell merch, uh, beginning the show, this and that. But we're gonna give y'all a thirty minute slot to open up for us. But you're gonna be on the road with us for forty days. Yeah, and let's write a couple songs. 
uh, that would be perfect yeah. for us. Take that every time. Yeah, because we're not too proud to do a little work here and there, but uh, the the goal is let's write some good songs to ensure that we get a cut. Yeah. That way, next year, we're not selling merch. We're actually uh, as a supporting act on the you know the tour. Yeah, yeah, and that's a big thing in country. I've uh, found that. Well, I mean, everyone kind of knows that. I think in Nashville, but like uh, getting a cut, a co-write on something is um, it seems almost exclusively country. Uh, was your single that you released for CMT, was that a co-write just between y'all, or is that... It's a solo write. And who wrote that? I did. I wrote it when I was out in Texas. It was one of the first songs that, that uh, I wrote uh, when I moved out to Texas for a while. That's right, because you, you went out... Y'all kind of split ways for a little while. You stayed in Nashville, Chad. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, how long were y'all doing your own thing for? Uh, well, people... Five, about five years. Mis kind of misconstrued that thing as far as just separation uh-huh we, we've never been just separated well i guess i phrased it wrong i'm sure um, you still kept he, in touch. we was just supposed at a different time uh you know his girls coming up and he was spending a lot of time with his girls and as he should been and uh the guy that i was on the road with a good friend of mine when he got shot it just it was a good good time for me to just step away and um i was at the age where i could go look around i didn't have any ties i wasn't married had no kids i could just and i was like man i'm gonna go to texas and uh, just look around for a while, get a different headspace, uh, try to find some new inspiration, a new sound, see what's happening, you know. And um, it worked out great for a while, but and it, all, all it took was one simple phone call. And it was like, hey, you ready to come back to Nashville? Ready to get back at it? Like, yep. I've just been out here hanging out. Yeah. You know, let's go. What part of Texas did you go to? I was in San Antonio. San Antonio, okay. What's the, the no music uh, area, no country music area? Of That's what I was about to ask. <laughs> what kind of music scene great, is out there? There's not a country music scene in San Antonio, really. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a couple of places here and there, but uh, I went there just it seemed right because it's the middle of the state. It's like you know, if you live in Dallas, everything's a seven-hour drive. If you live in El Paso, everything's a nine-hour drive. Right. Uh, if you live in Austin, you'll never get out of Austin. Um, I was like, let's go San Antonio. That's kind of where I ended up, and. It was a it was a good thing. I had a good um, a good time there. Made some headway with some folks and, and wrote some good songs. And it was kind of the new spark for for me to come back to town. And he was he was ready to, to get back after it. And it was just a good time. And yeah. Um, so 2017. That's not you know that's not too long ago. Um, it's two years ago. <laughs> you can't consider this year anything. Yeah. There you go. That's true, yeah. In the, so, in the uh, two music, years ago, <laughs> in the songwriting world, yeah, two years ago. Um, uh, have y'all been writing music together your whole lives? I've always wanted a sibling that was into music the way I am. Uh, or did it take you till 2017 to kind of come together and actually start doing things uh, as a duo? Well, so the the second song that we put out, the Loving Eleven on Me, was co-write with him and I. Mm -hmm. uh, we actually wrote that song on the front porch of, of the house in 15 minutes, probably. That, and it, that story in itself is funny because a buddy of ours, the reason like, I come into town, a buddy of ours, David Snicks, uh, is one of our dear friends, and um, we've done a lot of work from production to whatever with him. But me and him come into town, and I didn't even know about it. He's like, hey, we're going up to your brother's house. Uh just try to write. We got some time. Okay, let's go over to your brother's house and, and this and that. It's like, cool. So we get over there and man, he was talking and he's like, I got this idea. And his girls were running around. Well, a girl at the time was running around. And uh, and Davis was in there in the kitchen, this and that. Man, him just started writing. Kind of j jumped in it and the song just come out. And 10 minutes later, we pretty much had the core of it. Yeah. And was like, well, appreciate you, Davis, for uh, bringing me over here and watching us write that song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seems like the best songs, they sort of just jump out of you, almost like it's not even. People think just because we're brothers and, and we're in the business together that we spend every second, everything together, and we write every song together. We and, tried that and it didn't work. And that's not. It's kind of, uh, it, well, it's not so much that it didn't work, it's just, um, we are both really um, strong critics. He's not going to let me settle. I'm not going to let him settle. And sometimes when we get in a right, it's, it's almost like we're shooting too far for it, way past, like we, we overthinking the idea. 
too close. And but there's times where it it uh just like that song, it just comes out and just works. And it, you know, a lot of people just think that everything that we do is us. But a lot of times, it's he'll start something and he'll send the idea, and uh, and I'll just say, you know, well, I think it should be that. Not necessarily that I want credit for the song. It's just it's just my opinion of where it's at. Yeah. And then I'll send him some. We'll do work takes. We go back and forth all the time with that, just sharing. Um, hey, I got this new idea, or hey, I just wrote this one. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? And it's, it's easier for us to do it. Th- I, th- I think that's our niche. A lot yeah. of times, us just sitting down and trying to start fresh, yeah, doesn't necessarily work. Yeah. So that that's another thing I was going to ask about is your writing process. So it sounds like you bring, yeah, you know, just little bits of ideas and like do you mm, think that can be something, and then uh, well, the coat. Go ahead. The COVID has completely just shaken the whole industry up. I mean, um, they, you know, him and Lacey don't even uh, call Nashville home anymore. They got a place, nice place down in Louisiana. Oh, okay. Um, so, but but all of last year, 2019, uh, we did live together. Played you know, three shows a day together. Yeah, we played. We lived together. We then we were road. Yeah. Yes. So you know. It, it's two for two people that's been you know on their own doing their own thing for for all these previous five years and then just get thrown into every minute of every day with each other um you know it started wearing on us um no separation yeah, yeah. And, and and our background of family is, is family's first yeah you know uh and it always has been always will be and just that much time the pressure, just to, everything going on. It um So we didn't ride a lot together in two thousand nineteen. I I you know He'd come home and say, hey, you know, right? And I'm like, Nope. Uh and actually, you know, just go upstairs because I'm watching Law and Order. <laughs> yeah. And uh and then he'd come in, I got so and so coming over. I was like, No, y'all don't they don't come over here, y'all. Go go sit at their house. Yeah. Kind of thing. And it's not intentional, it's just you gotta find a separation. Yeah. And so but that's that's what you do, you know, but we also had to always keep in mind, no matter what, even though it is a business and we do this as a business, family's first. And it took uh, the for the bottom to drop to be able to raise it back up. And then we've, we're finding our new way now and we're writing better. Um, the group, the people that we have fallen in uh, has, has took us a long way uh, from the songwriting world, but also as... Um, being friends, not just family. Like he's my best friend, not yeah. just my brother, not just my partner on stage. Um, not just family. He's my friend too. Like we can just go sit at a bar and kick it. Yeah. And not and it's not anything to do with music. And that's what we was missing for a little while. But now getting that back, our aspect of writing, where our minds are, the whole thing is is starting to gel like it's supposed to. And this record. I mean, it's proof of it. Yeah, I think I think I think we probably have written some of the best music that we've written. I know I can speak for myself. Past six or eight months have been to me the most. You know, there's always good in something. Well, the good of COVID for me, 2020, has been songwriting. I, I've they've been writing some killer I've been stuff. Been writing and and killer stuff. Who have you been writing with? Man, we got a great circle of people we write with um we had a life-changing experience in whitefish montana um last year blue foley um a trick savage trick savage dan smalley barrett beaver um dan alley it's it's just grown and grown um so much and it's it's continued to go we just got back uh literally i just got back just a little while ago they left yesterday but was at a right retreat this weekend and I uh, had a few people that backed out due to um, different reasons, picking up gigs or whatever it may be. But we had three or four new faces that me and him didn't know that just showed up. Fourteen songwriters total, and we wrote wow. some really. We're in the lake house in our hometown where we feel the most at ease and comfortable, and had you know fourteen, fifteen songwriters come down and uh, sit around the fire, right during the day. Then at night we sit around and pick songs, and uh, the the last night, which is a great. Uh, funny story just because I, I was seeing some of the messages that come through the day but uh, we're, we know everybody around our hometown 
law enforcement, everybody. We're kin to a lot of those folks, and they they know us, and they they're really kind to us, and really watch out for us. And uh, we was down there at this place, and we didn't realize uh, how time really kind of got away from us. And it took just one thing. One of the guys there, he went into an old gospel song, you know, "I'll Fly Away," and then you get twenty five people because we had a lot of friends, not just. Yeah in the industry, but other friends that come down and help cook. Lacey cooked, and uh, it's just a lot of good people there. And we're out there at 2 o'clock in the morning just belting, I'll fly away. And we mm-hmm. and it's on the lake, so it carries. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that sounds then, like a – And then it goes into there's, – there's three or four I, of them. I'm gonna shoot, yeah. I'll shoot you a video for a sound clip. Okay, yeah, I mean, it, that sounds like a life-changing It was the coolest thing, and then we go right into the next one. It's just – and what was really cool is, is knowing, like, everybody kind of grew up those familiar songs it took everybody back to an innocence where we just let it all go it was just just yelling top you like ah fly you know just yeah yeah and uh cop walks up just out of nowhere with his flashlight and he's like and, and it wasn't even nothing to me he just basically hey you know it's uh 15 after three uh two complaints <laughs> y'all calm it down thank y'all have a good night yeah and that's simple but it, you know it's uh it, it was a really cool experience just just in that. There's no competition. There's nobody judging. It's like, you know, you sit around, you pass the guitar around, play a song, and everybody gives you their attention, uh, their respect, and then it moves to the next one. It's not about who's better than who. There were some guys there that's never really been a part, uh, girls too. I think there was three people there that never been in a cool right, never sitting down with anybody. Right. And just breaking them in. Then you got some veterans there too that's written, you know, hit songs, and it's just – there's no judgment. There's no competition. It's just a weekend of all of us together away from the, the hustle of the ground. We're down here. We got some great food. We got uh, everything we need just to. Now, is this something y'all do often or is this a, a one-time thing? Or... He started this one. We, we went to uh, Whitefish, Montana this past year. And uh, we, I mean, we got invited through some people that we, we really didn't know at the time. It was just uh it, more or less lucky for me and him that all those people knew each other, but we was kind of the new faces mm-hmm. and up there out in the middle of nowhere on a ranch in Montana. And then, you know, we get there and it's like, uh, there's a lot of good people and Grammy song, you know, Grammy nominated. I mean, everybody out there artists. is just strong. And, yeah. and it was kind of the same thing it was in this big lodge on the middle of this big ranch. And we had writing sessions during the day, you know, and you move around and, um, it was, I mean, an experience like no other. And we come back with, um, I think we come back with nine songs and five of them made our record. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then, and just going through that, it, it sparked uh, a thing with him to, you know, we got, we live in one of the most beautiful places in the country, uh, Lake Martin. There's no other place like that. And he's like, well, I want to do something at the lake. And uh, he got tied in with these people and they, they got this awesome place. So we went down there. What was it two months ago? Mm-hmm. And um, it was a it, kind of a different group, the pretty much the same group that was in Montana with, and some of the newer faces that we've been around in Nashville. That was the group that come down for that trip, and it's pretty much the same thing, man. Just writing. Uh, you hear these people over here on this deck; they're into something good, and you're trying to write, but you're like, "Dang, that sounds great." <laughs> Let's just sit here for a second, see what they own, and then you walk through the kitchen, and there's three in there in the kitchen. On, on something and you go through this room and, they, and it's like man it's, it's happening like it's, yeah so um through the network and the people who own the place uh steve and his wife natasha pace man it's, it's called uh, the pace place and that's kind of what it's leaning toward um they was kind enough to, to invite us back and it's like man what happened here last time was magical yeah this place needs that magic um you know let's do it again and but a lot of people that was on the first group i mean they all got uh, a lot of stuff going on because of grammy nominations and, and different rounds so we brought in some of the guys and girls but there was also a lot of new faces and you always want the new the new vibe right and this one kid cameron is it hayes or haynes haven. Haven? haven this new kid i mean he, he blew all of us away mm. and that, that's what you want yeah. like that spark you know you don't want the same thing over and over and new sounds and new voices coming in and, and this kid i think he changed all of us it's really cool yeah that sounds incredible um like a, a songwriting uh uh summer camp or something you know yeah but it's so <laughs> relaxed you know it's just it, it, it's good for you it's good for your soul it's just being around people 
nobody's judging. It's not no who sings better than who who. It's none of that. It's yeah. just uh, we can sit around and play cover songs all night. I think we did for three hours. Yeah, and uh, that relationship, that network, uh, to me, that's more than anything. You know, that's that's lifelong friends. That stuff we'll never forget. Yeah. And that's also how you write incredible music is uh, hammering it out. The song, the, the great songs will come. Yeah, they'll come eventually. You know, just writing and working. It's a never-ending process. Just because mm-hmm. you sit down and write, it don't mean you got to write the greatest song of all time. It'll it'll happen when it's supposed to. Yeah. Now with these, um, you said six or eight of those songs came from some of these trips here. Uh, have y'all rapped on recording this new album? Yeah, we got twelve new tracks. We uh. We cut all the tracks done muscle shows at Fame Studios. That was a that was a big goal of ours for a long time. We always wanted to record in our hometown, in our home state. Sorry. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> in our home state, you know, you just hear all these incredible stories that come out of muscle shows. So we want to be a part of it, and we got it. I mean, you know, they say that there's just magic made, and we made a lot of it. So that was back in February, but the COVID hit, so everything got sort of postponed until september uh so we went back in the studio here in nashville uh to do our vocals uh and we finished our vocals up by the end of september and and uh it ain't we ain't got all the tracks back yet but we've got a handful of them i'm gonna i'm gonna leave you with a couple of them um that's awesome yeah um we should have the rest of them back by the end of this month and hopefully if everything works out right we'll be releasing the record come spring but Hopefully y'all can, hopefully y'all can tour and promote that by spring. Well, that's the biggest thing, you know. It's pointless to release a record if you can't tour on it. Yeah, um, that's uh, a lot of people. If there's been, no go ahead. Uh, if there's nowhere to tour, you know, like where we are in our career, we need uh, we need the elevation of of somebody who's filling seats to get us the crowd to play in front of. We're not the draw yet. Uh, we're close. But we need somebody. Uh, one of our best uh, best times, which it, we didn't really want it to come short, but that was a business thing that we couldn't control. But we got a tour of Corey Smith um, pretty much through all of 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we ended up doing probably, what, 30-plus shows of Corey throughout the, that whole year? Yeah, about nine months' worth. And um, it, and Corey's one of those guys. I mean, he's got a staple crowd, staple fans, and he's playing to 1,000 people a night no matter what. And, and they're – the band's great. His production's great. The crew's great. I mean, they're top-notch professional, and he's broke a lot of artists. You know, we uh, we got to talk to him about just a lot of people that he's had on the road with him. They got their start, and he told us, like, man, y'all, well, we love having." He said, "I don't normally let that, you know, that many shows. You know, two or three shows here and there is good, but uh, y'all can stay on the road with me as long as you want to." Yeah, and That's that good. meant a, that meant a lot. And but. You get to walk out every night. You don't have to question, you know, 100 people in the crowd or if it's just another bar gig. Like, we knew when we went out in front of him, I mean, it was 900-plus people every time, sometimes up in the 1,300, 1,400, you know, people range. And um, it makes you, as an artist, go out and be a professional. You, right. There's no room to really slack. Um, that thing Merle Hager said, you know, uh, this ain't, this, no dress rehearsal. What was that line? Uh I'll think of it later, but uh, it's something that's not, it ain't no dress rehearsal anymore. You know, it's not, it's the big time now. Yeah, every night. Yeah, and, and Corey just has that thing. And man, we, we had such a great time. And it kind of let us know, hey, we can we can do this. We're perfectly, even if just hit me and him up there with two acoustic guitars, um, singing, you know, a 30 minute set, 40 minute set of uh, three or four covers and five or six originals. Like, we can, we can do this. Yeah. Now, did that realization come before or after the one and a half million streams you guys have on <laughs> online? Because I would that's think, what got us on the tour. Yeah, I would think after seeing that from something that uh, you had created yourselves, uh, that would be enough validation for y'all to go on stage and be like, mm, "We can do this." Yeah, and, it, uh, it definitely didn't hurt. <laughs> I would imagine it got us on a couple of big tours actually. Did it? Uh, we did the, some we cool went on the, shows. For we sure. went on the Budweiser tour in the 2018. Uh, they did a like a 12 city. Uh, Is that their major? They did three or four brewer, uh, brewers, I guess, or whatever. Of course, 
we got on the Outlaw Art Music Festival tour, which is still currently going on. Matter of fact, we just played Houston two weeks ago. Uh, that was the first show that we've done with our band on tour since March the 15th. And ironically, that, that was out in Austin, Texas, too. That show was supposed to have been in March, and then they kept pushing it back, pushing it. Yeah. It, the rest of them canceled. But that mayor's the only one. He's like, I'll let y'all know like mid-October if we're going to do it or not. <laughs> Texas is finally like, well, we don't care anymore. Just come on. What's cool is uh, Kyle entered us into a online uh, competition earlier this year, and it was presented by Shiner Bot. Uh, it was a Texas competition, and uh, I don't know if you're familiar. I'm sure you are. Wade Bowen and Randy Rogers Band. There's some te Texas artists. Okay, I'm not familiar, but uh, okay. Well, they're, they're, well you know, Texas, Texas has got its own deal. Yeah. You know, they got their own chart system, and you can make a, a great career and never leave the state of Texas. Yeah, um, but we Kinda like Boston for comedy. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So we we got entered in this, into this competition. Uh, Kyle put us in, and it was a battle of the bands, and and the, the grand prize was you know going tour with the Wade, Wade Bow and Randy Rogers on the hold my beer and watch this tour. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, we got a lot of a good, f strong fan base, and it was a vote. It was a fan vote competition, and well, we won it. Y'all seem to win a lot of those when your fans are involved. <laughs> I'm telling you, Our man. Fans, man, they are. I'm uh, telling you. You got Nima. Man, well, we, you got, we could uh, find twenty-five thousand fans of of the thousand, two or three thousand we got that's diehard fans right now. We get twenty-five thousand of them. Uh, we're right where we need to be. You yeah. know. You know they're so active in it. Like you said, like you said, our fans have they 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 won the Shiner competition for us. So we're going to be on that tour this coming year. Uh, back to back, NEMA award winners for best country duo or group of the year. Yeah, that's amazing. That's fan voted. Oh, well, uh, they hear us. Like they have to participate and vote. Oh, they're in CMT. It. You know, even though we debuted at number one. Uh, that's a fan. That's that's a fan driven too. So, you know, we've 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 been fortunate and blessed to resonate. Oh, they'll get mad. Oh, we can only vote one time. <laughs> and he explains it. No, you can only vote one time per device. Oh, oh, well, I got. They start borrowing laptops <laughs> and just uh, iPads. And I, we voted nine times today. Yeah. Like, how'd you vote nine times today? Going remotely, just you know, it's it's awesome. Yeah, it really is. What time do we do we need to cut out of here? Uh, we probably need to roll. You got to be there at seven, right? So every, that's up to you. Oh no, I thought uh, y'all wanted to be there by six thirty or something. Well, uh, what we're talking about for the listeners is um, uh, Wilson Brothers here have provided me with a really interesting opportunity to do some uh, behind the scenes work for a couple songs they're going to record tonight at Blackbird Studio. Um, what songs are y'all to recording? promote the the new record we've been working yeah. on? Okay, so these two songs are going to release as singles to promote for the record. Yeah, I'm gonna send you. Uh, I'm gonna send you two of the two of the tracks off the record. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna send you a song called "Catastrophe" that we wrote up in uh, Montana. Shelly Taggart. Oh, this Smith. is one from. The... Okay. Uh huh. Um, and then uh, we just got uh, we just got one back last night. It's called "Hail Mary," and we wrote it down on the beach down there with some good friends of ours. Um, I don't know if that's the two that we're gonna do tonight in the studio. I know we're gonna do "Hail Mary." I'm not sure the other one, but we'll give you. Uh, I'm gonna give you those tracks um so that you could uh yeah that'd be great man i'd be honored it's basically you know going into blackbird you know being such a legendary place and just getting the invite to do it is uh, uh an award in itself yeah how, explain that um who, who hooked you up with that uh a, a friend of ours she's one of the ones that's uh, in our in our group uh you might be familiar with Kristen kelly uh nope. What you talking about now? Uh, she started her her first round uh, show uh, here this past. Uh, I think it was, the first one was like three weeks ago. Uh, it's called Something Worth Saying. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wasn't able to come up and do it, but he went out and did it. And of course, a lot of our people that are in our circle that was a part of the show, but show went over great. I watched it from from home, the live stream, and everybody just killed it. But uh, he got approached about it uh, that night. He called me the next day. He's like, I got some, some big stuff, whatever. He's like, you know, they want to go to Blackbird and track some songs. And but just like what I was talking about with our record, there's no sense of putting out a record if you can't tour on it. Yeah. And um, so this gives us the opportunity to um, put out some new stuff, 
but also use it as a marketing promotional to you know yeah however long we need to use it before we actually drop the record okay so get some good video stuff and kind of let people put a, a face with the sound and um i mean anything you can do it's like that shiner box thing i was riding up the road and i just seen ways thing come through and it was like national band competition uh enters free if it's free i'll enter it but i ain't finna go through nine pages of stuff and it was basically band name uh where are you from a video link to i said hey i need the video link to all that's good from here he sent it to me copy paste never read none of the details and make sure they weren't trying to ask for a credit card I was like, oh, yeah. submit all right submit and that was it forgot about it and then we found out on social media that was one of the they pick a video every week for the finals and uh-huh. found out like three or four weeks later that we you know it was in the finals and then we didn't even know that there was a guitars and stuff involved and we won two really nice collins guitars oh nice um it was a really cool thing but so did you just blast that on your social media and your fans ran off with it yep. once we found out that it was fan voted yeah and it was like yeah so we got on there and it was like hey everybody you know we got in this competition and uh, it's national shinerbach national band competition and um what was fun some votes and there they went you what, know what was fun about it is we that we, we, we knew when it was going to be over <laughs> what, oh we so. we knew how long we had to vote yeah. and uh and they had percentages up for each of us for him and for us so we knew what percentage of the vote we had and what he had and as as it was getting down to the wire a, a small a half a percentage point or less is what separated oh, us back at decimals until you know, until it got down to the last hour or two, and you talking about we was was on the phone. I had I had I, we were doing another live a live stream, uh, and I I was pushing it out on that. I, I had all our people calling everybody, and all their people calling everybody to vote, and and um, of course we was just paying attention to just one aspect. And that's the Facebook side of it. Cause like I said, I didn't read the details. We we no. lost. Uh, we had lo- It looked like we had lost at the last second. By point one percent. Oh wow! 50.1 to 49.9. They called us the next day and said that they tallied the Instagram, the social media. Yeah, okay. and with it, it and, like, and we come out on top. So I was like, yeah, y'all blowing well. Instagram I was like, oh, we didn't didn't even know. Didn't even know. <laughs> but yeah, now you seem super relaxed and laid back here talking about it. Were you at least a little bit excited when it was going on? <laughs> yeah, it's usually the opposite. Opposite. Usually Kyle's sitting here calm and collected. And you're right. And I'm the one bouncing <laughs> off the walls. But um, <laughs> we, we, we're doing a little role reversal tonight. No. But, I'm just glad to be out of the car. Uh, <laughs> You've been driving? Just, well, I drove a little bit. She drove the, the second half. And uh, literally, she, we pulled up. I opened up when I seen the split uh, coming into town. I looked over and I was like, "You just dropped me off the front door, right?" She's like, "Yeah." And she oh, that's me right. Off. Y'all are living in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So, well, we're uh, coming up from Alabama from the Sunrise Retreat. We stayed okay. a night later. A lot of them had to get back. We stayed over one more night, and we got this morning, kind of cleaned up the house, made sure everything was uh, like it's supposed to be. We got on the road pretty early, and I drove the first half, and uh, I told her, "I'm getting a little tired. I'm gonna uh, sleep a little bit." So she drove, and my eyes woke up and was right there on 65. The split, you know, you go, uh, you go 40 east or whatever right right there in Nashville. looked at it i was like oh you dropped me off downtown she's like yeah and literally i get out i had to find my hat everything and i walked right in we started playing and it was just just sitting there the whole time i'm just now starting to loosen up we'll talk about the actual music the actual cd if you want absolutely man yeah. what do you want to uh, talk about oh just track listens and stuff like yeah i didn't know how much of that you wanted to release i mean what's the title of the album um decided. yeah hadn't decided or is that the title? <laughs> uh, so this new record's got 12 tracks on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, either him or I either wrote or we co-wrote the entire record. Um, some of these songs, you know, are just, you know, not our style. or, or well, I don't know if we have a style, really, because we've got so many influences. How would you compare it to your last record, if style stylistically? The same, but totally different. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even <laughs> compare it. It's a step. You know, we've matured as artists from that last record, so I think it, it's a continuation. But as you, as you know, as you grow older and you wise up, you know, 
we just we're we're just finally we didn't finally really know who we were on that first album. I mean, we did, but but we know what we're good at on this one, and and so we took all the good stuff that we're best at, and we run with that. Yeah, first record we put a lot, nearly all the faith, um, and everything into uh, our buddy that produced it, mm-hmm. and let him do his magic, and we didn't have so well, much he- creative control. He certainly made it sound like a country album, that's for sure. Like, well, it was, that's just, I mean, he's so good. Yeah. And, you know, and for us to contradict, like, you know, I don't like that. or So we we kind of just stepped back on it. You know, but he taught us a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Another, another thing that's different is some of those songs on that first album, and we're proud of each, every one of them, don't get me wrong, but some of those songs we didn't play until after the record was done. You know, we never played them live. Oh, okay, gotcha. So we was having to sort of, learn the songs before we went and did it and which is a complete reversal on this particular record we've been playing these songs on this record now for two years for our fans or some of them two years some of them was written even longer than that but we but we're we can walk in any place with either two acoustic guitars or a full band and pull this whole record off just like it's supposed to be and that's that's a bit that was a that's a big difference you yeah. know to, that, that shows the maturity that, that we've gotten yeah yeah we're already ready for the next one and we got this one out, and you know we're ready to cut this because we're just in the groove right now. Uh, this year, the songwriting, the groups we've been in, and uh, he's been writing a lot more than I have. But we just the next batch of songs they're already ready. Yeah, I'm sure those writing retreats helped a lot with that. They do because I mean, like I said, just out there that one week in Montana, you come back with nine songs, right? You know, and, and five of them make our record. Uh, we wrote some good stuff this weekend, but I mean, he's been writing a lot. Uh, been doing a lot of FaceTime, Zoom rights and stuff like that, but um, just constantly growing. You just when we went in to cut this record, we had I think we we started out what thirty songs. Mm, yeah. Wow. And it was <clears throat> that was just between just me and him. Uh, you know, just this is probably what the best of what we have right now. Let's narrow it down to uh, somehow or another we got to get down to twelve songs. What's the uh, what's the single that y'all decided out of the thirty songs? Shoot, there's four or five to choose from. There's so there's potential in all of it, and yeah. I think uh, that that comes from something that's not our forte. I think that's more of the business side, uh, the time that you do release it, what else is coming out, stuff that we really can't control. Yeah, you you, you walk as long as you walk away from the studio knowing that that's good and that's the best we could do. We we left, we you know, we, we put everything in it. Um, as long as you can walk away knowing that you put everything in it. That's I you, think, that's who I you think are. You can pull that off. We'll leave it. We'll leave the single selection up to the powers that be. We 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 have our ideas, but that's not what we do. Yeah. It, for us, we get the joy for us is performing those songs every night. Yeah, and, I and imagine. So let them take their pick, which one they want us to perform every night, because we're gonna love it regardless. <laughs> yeah. You know, but we'll have a say in it. But you know, so you're saying uh, powers be. You're talking about we might tour. do like Cody Jinks and release a single every other day. There you go, man. Yeah, he released a record and followed it up with another record, and yeah. only artists to have two records, number one and number two. What was what was he saying though? Oh, uh, uh, when you say powers to be, do you mean you're gonna somehow? I don't know how you would do that. Maybe let the fans decide on. I mean. Or do you have like some type oh. of uh, label rep or something that's like, okay, we're gonna put all of our marketing behind this song because I think it's the best on the album. And yeah, our, our management company is they'll they'll be making that decision. I mean, we'll have input, but what what's fun like for the last one, uh, him and I and our producer, uh, we wrote down our top three songs off the record mm-hmm. to see if any of them matched, and the ones that matched, we kept them, and we knew that was gonna be one or two. And of course, you know, uh, this record might not be different. I don't know how much. I mean, sure, we'll have a say in it, but but our management team will probably ask us, you know, what we like, why we like it, and then they'll either like it too, or they'll present us with another option of let's go with this one because of this, this, and this. And those guys are so good at what they do that it won't take much to convince us whatever yeah. they, you know, whatever they want. It's interesting to hear that side of it because you know you you don't really get to um, sort of hear how the artists and the non-artist people interact you know and collaborate on an album and make it into something more than it could have been 
just on your own, you know, because you do need that marketing machine behind you and the uh, exposure they can uh, provide that you might not be able to provide yourself. But then again, you know, you've got artists that are doing it completely on their own with uh, a very loyal and active fan base, kind of like you guys have. Well, they, I think it's because they include their fan base. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think for us doing something like that is, you know, you got your, your, your street team, your, your real uh, diehard fans, and, you know, sending them, hey, uh, here's six songs. Uh, all you got to do is put these six songs in order Yeah. of your favorite. To, I mean, it's not so much uh, the ones you like compared to what you don't. It's just uh, which of these songs strike you the most. And you get, you know, 200 people to do that. You start seeing where songs stack up. Yeah, you got some great analytics. And that's your fans. They have no anything other tie than they just like the way you sound. Mm-hmm. They're fans of your music, and that's what if that's what they want to hear you play, you start adding that stuff up. You know, and the ones that are out there doing it independent like that, I think that's where they draw a lot of that from. Letting their fans kind of actually decide some of that. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a good way to do it. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about uh, with your upcoming album? We're just, man, we're just really proud of this. Uh, our first record, we was proud of just to be able to cut a record. Um, a lot of artists are not cutting records right now. Most of them are doing EPs and uh, that kind of uh, proven business yeah. form right now. It's cutting acoustic EPs, five songs, release it three months, cut another one. And we kind of was like, you know, us being a duo, but also being totally opposite, but also being together. Mm-hmm. Um we just, just release records. Yeah, we old, old um, school. We, we did agree on that. Uh, we, we, yeah. It's but, okay to do that breaking, but we're we're not so much being broke you right think, now. You think about all the best albums that you've ever had heard. Most of the time, uh, ACDC album or something, you, you you know within the first four or five beats or the first few lyrics that, that they sing, whichever album or artist you're talking about, you know who that artist is. And for our, you know, age group, uh, we used to listen to albums. Uh, this this whole single thing is just, you know, recently the new way of doing music in the music business. And I think it works for some people and some people it don't. I think, uh, but but for us, we're, we are two people. And we you can't, can't we can't tell our song. we can't tell our story in one song. So do you, so this uh, album has an actual theme to it then, as opposed to the the, the uh, single culture that the digital age yes. has brought up. I think it's hard for it to, I mean, any duo or or like vocal group, you you can't base an opinion on. I mean, for for a solo artist, just one guy, one girl listening to them, you could make a a better judgment if you liked it, uh, and then follow it up with the next one. But for for a vocal group or duo, anything like that, you, it's really hard to throw an opinion out listening to just one song. Yeah, and then with us uh, being family and brothers and the whole ride we went through, you really have to dive in a little bit deeper to understand why the songs are what they are. Yeah, Mario Mena, he's a he's my guitar take out of the road. Mm-hmm. Great and, guy, uh, uh, we love him. Works hard. Um, he wrote half the stuff <laughs> that we didn't cut. Um, <laughs> no, just give him a hard time. But no, uh, yeah, it, it, it was intentional. Us doing a record. Um, and it is. It's. It's. Every song is just tells us a different side of who who either he, we are or he is or I am. So collectively, I, we. So, you, does the album have like a collective theme, or you're saying like, uh, I mean, it does listen it, through it. I mean, just well, you'll see. It's about life. I mean, yeah. it's about our life. The, the, the love lost, mm-hmm. the pain that we hurt, the the times where we've had to reach down and pick somebody up because they were in the position of, of hurting or pain or, or when somebody reaches down and pick us up, you know, um, we don't write songs about anything other than what we know. And so, yeah, it's the, the theme is, is, is the, the every, each song is it's life. It's, it's things that everybody goes through. Life goes up the and good down, side and about right. it, the bad side about it, but, uh, we cover all bases. And just and with this record, uh, just me as a guitar player had a lot of more control. Like I said, the first record we just kind of left it to the 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 pros, you know. Did you get to cut loose a little bit. Yeah, and, we, and when both of us did, we have a lot more uh, of say so of you know that's not the right tempo or this. And so when you get to do it like that, it's almost 
uh, if you don't walk away from it knowing you put 100% in, it's like, well, what was I doing? Mm-hmm. Like, I could have stayed there and redid that, or I could have added another guitar part, you know. But when I walked away from it, that particular moment, of course, you got to always go back and revisit because it's easy to get caught up in it when you're sitting there doing the same thing for three hours. Yeah. But when you start getting these mixes back and stuff, and it's like, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's like, uh, I don't know if that's one I want to go with or whatever, but this record, we had a lot more creative control, so we have a better tie to it. It, there's a lot more emotion involved in it, and I think that's going to portray through when people listen to it, other than just having studio cats come in and just play your stuff. Right. Um, this one, we, um, th- this is us. And I mean, that's what I'm saying for the next record. I'm always looking forward to the next record because we're going to produce our next record. Yeah, I mean, you know, not the first record by ha- having studio guys in there, you know, that's just where we were in our career. Yeah. And, you know, it ain't no good or bad about it uh that's just where we were and once you do that a couple of times and you get the experience and you watch these professional musicians come in and record then you know you learn from that and on this record we were we were both at a different place than we were on the first record so we were both able to we learned a lot just you know, on that first record just how it goes how the business works and how the big the stars do it, you know, with the with the pro players, and they come in. We we got to experience all of that. Yeah. If there's if there's if there's one thing that we want people to take away from this record, this new one is that it's us. It's 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 us on it. We're playing. Uh, it's our words that we wrote. It's us performing it. And but it's but it's our life. You know, like, like the theme you're talking about. So, and and if we can get that, if that comes, if we can get that to come off like that with our fans, then, then it's going to be successful. Mm-hmm. And, and and once again, it's not really a, not necessarily a comparison kind of thing. This album versus next one, just we're growing. It's, it's just, just we've grown since then, and yeah. and hopefully this record will show that growth. Yeah. You know, um, and our goal is when we go out live to play these songs. Uh, I mean, ninety percent of the people who who see us will tell you uh, they prefer us live. Yeah, and we've always had this thing about just the live show being uh, an emotional, spiritual, uplifting journey, a musical journey for yeah. forty-five minutes, thirty minutes, an hour, whatever it may be. And when we get caught up in our own stuff, we play some of these songs, you know, uh, six nights a week. But there's just some of those moments where the people are so receptive to it, it just the wheel turns. They're giving it to you, you're giving it back, and it is, and it becomes oh, yeah. an emotional. That energy is real. Yeah. in a live concert mm-hmm. on the audience side and the especially you know, Garth the Brooks, side, he cries after every song. Yeah, <laughs> and uh. it's like you know he sang he sang some of those songs, the river, the dance, some of that song, so many years, so many times. But every crowd, every the emotional state of it, just it takes your breath. And and for us, we're, we're live. Like we, we really have to be there in the moment and for you to. Um, to get it. Yeah. You know, studio, it's one of those things, you know, just sitting there, you're doing the work, you're singing, you're trying to make the best passes and, and this and that. But well, our, like, our uh, thing is live. Uh, Kiss did that. I don't think they ever released an, a, a studio album, did they? Um, they were famous or infamous or whichever one you want to use uh, for uh, live recordings, if I remember correctly. And that uh, huh. their fans, you know, commented uh, that uh you know they just didn't if they tried to put out something that was recorded in a studio it just didn't come off as the same band you know they preferred live and, and i think i you know i think pretty much everyone that's into live music or music in general prefers going to an actual concert and seeing their favorite band that way as po- i mean the cd the album's fine and everything but you really want that live experience just to make sure that's who it is to justify yeah. Yeah. that's why you're a fan of it we, well sorry go ahead well, I was gonna say, you know, the the jury's gonna be out. We uh, we felt we feel like we've put everything that we could into this record, and uh, we just hope that people that hear it. We hope, obviously, we hope they like it. But uh, there's a lot to like. Um, it's not our best yet. You know, that's that's yet to come. But it's the best where we are right now. Yeah, we're the best version of us right now. We can't thank you enough, Mitchell, for giving us a platform to talk about it. And, and a cool uh, we, room. We hope your listeners <laughs> yeah, enjoy it. You know, these two tracks that you're gonna have. We hope uh, we 
I hope it gets a, a good response. Yeah, I definitely appreciate you guys coming over. And uh, the way I end each one of these podcasts, you guys have dropped so many names already, I don't even have to ask. But uh, um, Mario <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, I've been trying with this podcast. It's brand new and everything. Um, you know, I've got maybe five episodes up and another five ready to go. But uh, I'm, I want to build like a sense of community and network for these artists where they can promote each other and bring each other up. So in that vein, I ask every uh, person that comes in here to just support one local artist that you would uh, want the listeners to go check out. Uh, for me, I'd have to say um, I, either Kristen Kelly or Dan Dan Smalley. Both of them are good friends of ours. Golly. Dan uh, Smalley, man, he's, he's good. So Smalley. Dan Smalley, and he's got four songs out on Spotify right now, iTunes, and they're they're amazing. Uh, our boy Charlie Argo. Uh, I th- I think those three if people go check them out. They'll be. Yeah, our group is so it's so big, so big know, that, that even it, I know it down we're leaving everybody else out by <laughs> only saying two, and it makes us feel bad. Well, you can text me the names. I'll put them in the uh, the show details. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Yeah, let's yeah, do that. A 50-page list. I don't yeah, want anybody to think that we single anybody out. But no, our group, man, just everybody, they're so unique in their own thing. Um, I mean, we got this fellow here with us today, you know. That guy right there, man, right. great writer, got one of the best voices. Um, and, and he's doing his thing, you know. He's up here trying to, to going back and forth. He's one of our Alabama boys coming up and. Some people want it more than others, and they're willing to put the work in. And he's one of the guys, you know. He he does his. his What's your name up. again? Mario Mena. Mario Mena. All But that's awful cool to you do that to uh, to ask your client, uh, guests to support other people. So yeah, we'll send you those names to put on. Absolutely. And when you do that, just, just by that though, some of these names, all these people that that we'll send you, it's not so much that we're just fans of them. I mean, we have a working relationship. We write with these people, so if you're fans of them. And fans of ours, you're gonna hear some similarity, uh, some stuff in there in the middle. You know, did y'all know that you know Colin Ched wrote this song for with them on their record, or did you know so and so wrote that song with them on their? So you start putting all the names together, yeah, kind of thing. Well, guys, I think this has been a great conversation, and yeah. again, I really appreciate y'all coming over and doing this. And uh, let's head to the Blackbird and uh, set up and see what happens. For sure, man. Thank you for having us, bro. It's been a pleasure. That's the Wilson Brothers, and this is Real, Real Music Nashville. Nashville with Mitchell Ray. <laughs> That's me. Thank All right, guys. thanks, guys. And that's our episode with the Wilson Brothers. Those guys are really great. Um, not only were they easy to talk to, but they've just provided us with so many opportunities from the Blackbird experience, um, getting to record them while they recorded uh, those three acoustic songs to this mini series called Deconstructed that's hosted by us and the Wilson Brothers and all of the various sponsors. I'll list those sponsors in the show notes. Um, that Deconstructed series is at the Whiskey Bent Saloon every other Monday on Broadway. And the next show is January 18th at 8 o'clock to 11. And we do the live stream for that. So just find us on our Facebook page or our YouTube channel and you can watch that for free. And again, those links will be posted in the show notes as well. All right, we'll get out of here with um, one of their most popular songs. It's got over a million and a half streams online and no telling how many people have bought it. It all looks good from here by the Wilson Brothers. Yeah.
sweet iced tea. The whole family's coming over cause the game's on the seven. They sure are sad to see. Well, I can make up the money after church on Sunday, cutting down my neighbor's grass. Well, you could offer the world, but I wouldn't think of trading cause I'm happy right where I Good from here. 